0: Okay, this is Troy Bishop interviewing Asia A Million Questions. Asia A Million Questions, she is here with me today. What's her last name?
1: Asya Kaki. Asya Kaki. Yeah.
0: Asia A Million Questions Kaki. Asia is um, an accomplished W Trekker here in Patagonia. She's also been to 55 countries, was it? Yeah. 55 countries. Or maybe 54. She had to have more pages put into her passport. So she certainly comes from a wealth of knowledge. I met Asya um, on this trek, and she has taught me a whole lot about the earth. I've also taught her a whole lot about photography, I would like to say, even though she's a professional photographer.
1: Definitely. Anyway,
0: um, <laughs> so Asya, um, I want to ask you, what were your initial uh, expectations about the W Trek when you booked it?
1: Well, I knew I had wanted to do it. I had heard about it, and I had seen tons of pictures of Torres del Pine on Instagram, and I just knew that I needed to get there somehow, some way, some year, and I wanted it to make it this year. Um, And so I researched online, and um, I was a little nervous about going because I couldn't find anyone to go with me, so I basically just booked it through a tour agency, and it turned out really good, and so I was really happy about that.
0: Nice. So you booked it through a tour agency and then were there any, um, were there other kinds of people that you met along the tour that had, that were like, uh, doing other arrangements? other
1: than you well like initially when i started researching i had spoken to a girl and she had done the camping trekking with all of her equipment and i just knew that it wasn't for me (laughs) i needed a little bit more um you know luxury so so i booked i booked this one because it was like with refugios and i knew we would be staying in like huts and you know i didn't know what it would be like but i knew it would be a little bit better than than roughing it completely
0: okay so during the trek, I'm sure there was some very some highs and some lows. It was tough at some points and easy at others. What did you learn about um, connection to yourself during the, this trip?
1: Wow, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. What did I learn about connection to myself?
0: Well, like, did you connect to yourself or did you have any moments where yeah, you really I mean, were, about yourself? Yeah, I mean, there
1: were. Like, some of my favorite times hiking was just like being by myself walking. Um, you know, you just feel so small sometimes and it's so nice to just be surrounded by trees and by mountains and fresh air. Um, and, you know, when you're walking in, in that type of scenario, you just feel so connected to a larger universe. Um, specifically like I feel, you know, when I'm walking, I feel the power of God, I feel the power of his angels. And um and that's just incredible for me, you know. Um I know that on day three we did a really tough hike um to Britannico Lookout. Um it was completely freezing, you know, it was cold. Um by the time we got to the top it was hailing and, you know, I really wanted it to be sunny and I really wanted there to be blue sky. And, you know, the whole way up, I just kept saying like, it's going to be sunny up top. The clouds are going to clear. And, um, you know, it, it didn't look like it was going to clear, but I just kept asking basically the universe, God, his angels for this. And, and, you know, crazy enough when we got to the top of Britannico, all of a sudden, like this blue sky emerged between the, the, you know, between the the peaks and, I was taking a picture of, uh, Troy and of you and, um, and basically, you know, I was like, Troy, there's blue sky behind you. And you were like, there's no way, (laughs) but there was. and, And it's like, it was just that power and that belief, you know, and like knowing that there was something larger and that your thoughts and your, your energy and everything does matter, you know? And, and then it was like, all of a sudden the sun came out and like, you know, the other guy we were hiking with, Henry was like, I see my shadow. And he just (laughs) kept like waving his arms. And I was just like, that's so magical. So yeah, like, you know, trekking in nature just like makes you, at least whenever I do, it's like, it makes me feel so connected to, to God basically, you know? And then I was so wet when we got back to base camp, it was just, you know, I was sitting at the... Place and you wanted to change your socks, and I was like, Troy, you're taking forever. Mm -hmm. I have like hyperthermia. I had lost complete dexterity in my hands. And you're like, I'm changing my socks and I'm shivering and I'm like, hurry up. (laughs) And um but it just it was amazing to me that like just the kindness of other hikers, like you know, there was some Germans sitting next to me and they were like helping me put my gloves on because I couldn't feel anything and it was just you know, it was just that was amazing too, just to see like the kindness of other people. Like it may have been something so insignificant to them, but for me it was so significant that they were like there to help. And um, you know, and then as soon as we got moving and, you know, that day we ended up splitting up and I hiked separately and you hiked separately towards the end. And and for me, that time alone was so magical because I was like talking to the sun god, you know, this angel of the sun. And I was just like, thank you so much, you know, like, you know, and I was so happy to like feel the warmth of the sun on me. And it, it just, you know, it, that whole experience of climbing Britannica was for me like the best experience of the whole trip because it was so tough and it was so hard And yet we we faced it with so much optimism. Like, you know, when we descended from Botanical, we were wet, we were cold and we acted like we were Power Rangers or (laughs) Captain Planet or whatever. And we hopped and we jumped and, you know, we just took we took the experience for what it was and we just made it the best experience possible. And like it was just so analogous to how we should face other storms in our life, you know, with with a smile on our face no matter what is thrown in our direction no matter how 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 cloudy the skies are above like we still should just be grateful and pray for the best and and then and then you know and know that nothing is permanent like the clouds are not permanent you know the sun did reappear that day and it shined on all of us and warmed us up so it's kind of like you know there is amazing miracles that can happen you know if you just if you just allow yourself to see them
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, Speaking of learning lessons on the trail and analogous to life, did you, is there anything that you learned how, like, how the trail is like life? Is there anything that reminded you over the last five days of how life can be like hiking?
1: Yeah, amazing question. Yeah, so, I mean, it's quite sad because when we were hiking to Britannico, again, you know, we saw um, this amazing plane right before the final Mirador, and the plane has been completely, like, burned down, and you see all these trees, and they're death-like, and it's just kind of eerie, and you're like, wow, there's these amazing peaks, and then there's all these skeletons of, you know, things, and then today, again, we were hiking, and there was more areas that there had been fire at, you know, and you could see these, like, skeletal things, and for me, one of the most amazing things was to see, like, the new growth of, like, these Buds and the dandelions and the yellow flowers, and they're so vibrant and so beautiful and it's like next to these like skeletal bones and so like you know right now, you know I think the state of our planet is in in you know in need of help, like you know we over consume on so many levels, whether it be you know you know fast fashion or overconsumption of meat or fish or any type of animal. And we're basically like cutting down all of our rainforest. But when you see that yellow, f- vibrant flower growing next to the skeleton, it just like, it kind of brings you back to that scene in Lion King at the end where everything burns down because of the hyena's destruction of the land. And then all of a sudden it regenerates and it grows and it's lush again. So for me, that whole, that whole visual was so, it was filled with so much hope. And it just made me feel like, hey, we can... Rebuild the planet, and you know I think that it it comes by each of us doing our own our own thing. You know, like another major point that stuck out with me was when I was eating dinner, um, in Francis domes and the guy next to me was Italian, and I was like, "Oh, you're a vegetarian." I was like, "Cool, why are you vegetarian?" And he's like, "Well, I'm vegetarian because of the planet,"
0: mm. and
1: I was like, "Wow," and he's like, "I love meat." He's like, I, "If I start eating meat, like I'd continue eating meat, and that's why I don't eat meat," but I know what it's doing to the planet. And that's why I don't, you know? And so for me, it was like, wow, one person, you know, can make a difference. And so I think it it starts with one person and then another person, another person, and realizing that we're all interconnected and this is all our planet and that there is hope. And so when we do, when we start, you know, letting things, nature take take its course and things like that things can regenerate and things can reverse and we can really save the planet like I have that belief I have that hope you know
0: yeah yeah absolutely it's very strong with you yeah um so then the final question is now that you've had this trek and obviously you've had a lot of other experiences and you also are climbing Mount Everest in less than a month which I'm sure is exciting what are you taking away from this trek that is your lesson going forward like what do you want in the future for yourself now that you uh, are sitting here in on the last day of Patagonia
1: well more than ever I want to I want to be able to serve I mean that's that's f- what I want to be able to do so um, I always feel very emotional like why me you know like wh- why have I been brought to this place like why am I so fortunate like on the first day of the trek like there was an emotional moment when I was talking to our guide And I was asking him, like, I don't understand, like, why, why does God bring me to these places? Like, why am I so lucky? You know, like everyone works hard, you know, like everyone I know, you know, whether you're a janitor or you're, you're, uh, you know, an engineer or you're a trader on Wall Street or whether you, you know, perform the circus, like everyone works hard in their different crafts, you know. Um, But somehow like I work hard, but I'm able to be like blessed with these opportunities. And so I'm like, you know, there's got to be a reason why. Like, why did God bring me here? And so I, you know, I think that I want to figure out a way to serve. I want to be able to help other people. And, you know, the state of the health in America is, is so sad. You know, like people, you know, like I met the other day yesterday, there was a woman walking up the stairs and she was like, I'm 60 And, you know, she barely could make it up the stairs and she's like, well, we're too old for this. And, you know, it's like you're not too old for this. You know, maybe you've been told that by the medical system or something like that. By the time you're 50s and 60s, you can't do anything. But You know, I want people to be living and thriving in their 60s, like being able to do 25 kilometers a day in their 60s, you know. So, you know, I really want to figure out a way to help people live better while they're alive, you know, and really live. And I think it comes with balance, you know, it comes with a balance of a balanced nutrition. It comes with a balance of travel and taking time off and enjoying your family. You know, many people in America work too much and Mm -hmm. eat too much and, you know, take too many pills and You know, so it's, it's like, we have to, we have to maintain the balance of ourselves and of our environment and, and hopefully, you know, we can pray for a better future. So yeah, there's definitely, I I definitely want to figure out a way that I can serve and impact people through this experience. And yeah, that's, that's basically, you know, what I try to take away. I'm still trying to figure out how, and I'm praying to God that I can just do some good and that, you know, that I can fulfill a purpose here while I'm on earth, you know,
0: Absolutely. Well, I definitely look forward to being one of your first students and in your, in your first um, nature, nature conferences. And um, I appreciate all the photographs you took of me in nature for my yeah. adventure trucking business cards. They'll be, they'll be highly useful. And uh, we'll meet again. And I have to
1: say, Troy taught me so much about photography. I mean, like I had never <laughs> even used time lapse before. And I think I took one of the most stellar time lapses that you know for exist sure. on the planet <laughs> and and just in general i mean it was amazing trekking with you so thank you so much for everything like i couldn't there. i couldn't have i had a better trekking partner <laughs> so we had a great time we'll see you on the next trail all right take care <laughs> bye, bye.